Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Meet or on the rocks, it's the Sports Bar with Danger and Bataglia on the Sports Leader, 95.7 FM and AM 950, The Fan, Rochester. All right, let's head over to the Motor City tonight. The Detroit Lions back on Monday Night Football, and it's been a while since the Lions have hosted a game on Monday Night Football. The Raiders coming into town as Detroit looks to bounce back. We, we were joined now by Russell Brown, NFL draft analyst for Fantasy Pros, Betting Pros. Always love having you on with us, Russ. How long has it been since Detroit last hosted a Monday night game? Do you know off the top of your head? Uh, I want to say 2017 or 2018. It might even be further back than that, maybe 2015. But I want to say, I want to say it was 2017 or 2018 because Sam Darnold had his first game here and he shredded us. Oh, right. Mm. The Jets came into you, town. You also had the Aaron Rodgers, okay, at the end of the game, Hail Mary. Oh, my gosh, the Lions just lost it. I mean, yep. I, here in Western New York, it's been generations since we've had, like, any, you know, this is why it's been so exciting. I don't even know you could say that, like, in, in Detroit. You had the Barry Sanders area, but what is the vibe right now amongst uh, Lions fans there in Detroit? It's It's phenomenal, and I actually compare the two between – Lions fan and Bills fan, because for so long I did so much work with Cover One, which is very Bills-oriented content, and I was with those guys, and I saw the fan base interacting with everybody. The energy is so similar, because I was like talking to previous coworkers, and they were like, I didn't know how to feel then, and then you go through it now as a Lions fan, and it's like, I don't necessarily know how to feel, because it's foreign to me. And the best way that I've summed it up is, uh, you know, talking to my dad on the phone, you know, we talk every Monday or Sunday after a game or whatever, or, or just talking on radio. And every single time I'm like, you know, it's like when you get married to your significant other, you're going on your honeymoon. You don't necessarily know where you're going, but you know, you're going to like Cabo or you're going to Jamaica, you're going somewhere. It's somewhere foreign to you. You get off the plane, you don't know the lay of the land, but you know, you're going to have a good time. It's the same thing as a Lions fan right now. You get off the plane. You don't know what to expect, but you know you're going to have a good time. That's what it is. They've been, uh, the fan base has been traveling, I think, better than any fan base so far this season. I mean, it feels like every time you see the Lions on the road, you've got the Lions fans just overtaking the stadium. Now, the last time we saw them, hey, listen, it was a less than optimal performance against the Ravens. They kind of got embarrassed here. Yeah, It's the NFL. I mean, I think a lot of us are expecting Detroit to bounce back. But it is the NFL. Talk about tonight's matchup with the Raiders. Yeah, I think it's going to be a good bounce back spot. That's what it feels like. I mean, I'm not going to bet on the spread myself. I think seven points is a lot. But we saw it last night with the Chargers over the Bears. The Chargers embarrassed the Bears. So maybe the Lions can do the same to the Raiders. But 
I think the big thing here for the Lions is just make sure they walk out of this thing, one, with the win, but two, unscathed. I mean, they've got a lot of injuries here. Frank Ragnow is doubtful for the game tonight because of a toe and ankle injury. The toe injury is going to be something that's going to go against him for the rest of his career. It's, you know, something that's lingered for the last couple of years. He's had surgery on this toe. But then you look at Jonah Jackson. He's already listed as out our left guard. So they're banged up. But I think when you look at this, if Amara St. Brown plays tonight, he's questionable with an illness. I think he will play. But if he plays, I think the offense will be just fine. I think Jano potentially has a bounce back spot. Didn't play great against the Ravens, but nobody really played great against the Ravens last week. So I'll take it for a grain of salt. I think Jared Goff gets on track. I think Laporta does well. And just the key is walk out with a win and make sure nobody else gets injured and you get that bye week next week, which they desperately need. Yeah, at 5-2, and two, and it seems strange to say Seattle also at 5-2. and two. When you like to take a look at the uh, NFC standings, and we didn't expect San Francisco to be at 5-3 and three at this point, but you can see the Lions winning that division, certainly. But the question is, like, what, what should be a realistic expectation there as far as how far the Lions get this postseason, Russ? I definitely think it's getting the, you know, getting the division title for the first time since 93, but really it's winning that home playoff game. Because if they win the division, they get a home playoff game, whether it's San Francisco, Seattle, Dallas, whoever it might be that they play at home, I think that's the key. And, and I think they win that game. If they can win that game, that's a step in the right direction. Now, if they lose in the next round, it's unfortunate. But you just you, you take, you know, the baby steps here. It's it's one of those things where we've been bad for so long. I don't want to just jump in and be like, oh, it's Super Bowl or bust. Like, no, I don't think that's the case. I think there's still a lot of guys that are trying to get better on the fly. They're relying on a lot of young guys right now. Laporta being one, Gibbs being another. You look at Brian Branch, his, you know, him not being out on the field, it, it, it affects this defense. And really the Lions have been a team that have not been fully healthy at all this year. So I think if they can somehow start getting some key players back at some point, we would really see what type of team they are offensively and defensively. But I think if, if anything, if I had to put a season expectation on a win total, if they can somehow get to 12 wins on this season, which is kind of asking for a lot, but you get the sixth win tonight. I think he can win six more games down the stretch. I think that would be huge. Russ, I think your expectations need to be managed a little bit higher <laughs> because you could be the one seed. I mean, look at the rest of the NFC North and tell me how they don't end the season with the best record in the NFC. When you when you consider that Philly is is you know still playing in a tough division and they, they play against you know Dallas twice, it, like Detroit could be the one seed. They could be. I mean, they, they could be. Again, though, I, I am lionized. I've been doing this for 32 <laughs> years. I, I drink the Kool-Aid. I don't want to drink too much. I mean, I'm already a couple glasses in here. I hope I'm not slurring my words. So I don't want to be messing this thing up and, and saying, oh, we're the one seed. But you're right. It could very well happen. And I think if they would have beaten the Ravens, I would feel exactly the way you're feeling right now. But because of the way that they played against the Ravens, I could see things getting trappy down the stretch somewhere Maybe the Packers game gets a little close or the Bears or, or something happens. I mean, they still got to play the Saints. They got to play the Broncos, the Cowboys, the Chargers uh, off the bye. I mean, it's not going to be easy. So I just, you know, I want to set these realistic expectations. But I, lo- I love the one the one seed conversation. Uh, we can't bet on these things here in New York State. Like, will this coach end up somewhere else? But I would certainly put my money on it that Ben Johnson will be a head coach somewhere in the league next year. How is it? Uh, how has he kind of brought this whole offense to the level it's playing at right now, Russ? 
Yeah, it's it's unfortunate. I, I hope he you know doesn't leave because we do have a good thing going here, and that's one of the reasons to why he stuck around. But if his aspirations are to become a head football coach, I completely understand to why he would end up leaving. But I just think of it from like the perspective of if I'm a guy that has a good thing going offensively with a team that's winning football games, you know how fast it is to lose a job in the NFL. You look around some of the jobs that might be available. They're not pretty jobs by any means. So I just wonder if he hesitates another year just to make sure he gets the right job. But if, if so, it, it, a lot of the success that he's done, he's built a great run game. He's not reliant on a zone-heavy scheme where you see a lot of reach blocks, whether it's outside zone or inside zone. You're seeing a, a mix and match between zone blocking and gap blocking, and they've just done a great job building within the trenches. Their first couple of picks over the last few years have been players like Aiden Hutchinson and, and Panay Sewell, and he's got a player like Jared Goff playing at an all-time high because of the confidence. He's operating efficiently off of play action. They don't, they don't run specifically just under center. They mix and match between shotgun and under center. You look at a team like the, the Las Vegas Raiders. They're struggling offensively. Well, they run under center second most in the NFL. So I think it's one of those things – when you become one-dimensional, it forces you to obviously show your hand quite a bit. And I think the Bills see this from time to time with how they, you know, attack the offense with, with the way they run the football, the way they put it always in the hands of Josh Allen. They either carry the ball or throw it around. And I just think with Ben Johnson, he's done a great job creating diversity within this offense and mixing and matching different things, whether it's jet motion, orbit motion. I mean, I could go down the list, but it's, it's just the diverse – offense that he's calling and it's been awesome to see it's been it's been great over the last several years and specifically this season it looks like it's working at an all-time high outside of last week call from mom answer it call silenced instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game that's why they make ordering from your couch easy stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game you have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Joining us from Detroit, NFL draft analyst, fantasy pros, betting pros, Russell Brown, our guest in the sports bar, Danger and Bataglia on the fan. I want to look at the defensive side of the ball. Uh, and you mentioned Aiden Hutchinson, who's been absolutely like seeing Aiden Hutchinson on national TV is great for NFL football fans because he is ju he's just 
He's a football player, man. That guy is fantastic to watch. But I wanted to get your take on, on how he's done so far in terms of the, the first-round draft pick that was the object of our affection uh-huh. here in the sports bar. How's, how's Jack Campbell been playing for, for the Lions so far this year? Well, as I sit here with his jersey on, I mean, I, I think he's been playing okay. I know it was a little bit of a questionable pick because of where they took him and the position, but it's one of those types of players that he's definitely needed some time to kind of get his footing. But every single week, we're seeing an increase in snap count. We're seeing him be utilized differently every single week. The versatility is there, whether he's playing as, you know, an edge rusher, whether he's playing in the middle as just that middle linebacker. He can drop into coverage. They've got him sugaring the A-gap and showing a blitz in the A-gap, and then he drops as a mid-hook defender. So they're mixing and matching and trying to really figure out where he may be most comfortable. And I think that's the key is that he's, as, as he gets older and he continues to learn, he's going to be comfortable doing many things for this defense because I think ultimately that's going to be the plan. They're going to want him to be the jack-of-all-trades, no pun intended, but that's what he's going to end up doing. So I, I think he's one of those players that hasn't really made the splashy rookie play yet, like the pick six or a big key sack on a big key down a distance to end the game or anything like that. But he's getting closer and closer, and there's been flashes. And tonight would be a great opportunity uh, with you know 60,000 people at Ford Field screaming their heads off against the Raiders in a big game and a bounce-back spot for him to maybe have a statement game. We're talking to Russ Brown, who is our NFL draft analyst. We always enjoy talking to as we approach that season. Uh, now with fantasy pros and betting pros. And Russ, we got the NFL trade deadline coming tomorrow. We had actually Seattle flipping a second round pick as, as well as a fifth to the Giants for Leonard Williams. But you've got your first mock draft coming out later this week. And <laughs> honestly, like when it comes to the quarterbacks, this is the best draft quarterback-wise since when, Russ? Uh, the, the, the 2017 year, Sam Darnold, Josh Allen, Baker Mayfield, those guys. I know, you know Josh Rosen didn't turn out to be the guy we thought. We know Sam didn't necessarily become the guy we thought. Baker's been kind of up and down. But you go back to that draft, and you just had five draft picks. Lamar Jackson, kind of a forgotten guy, an MVP uh, you know, potential Super Bowl type of quarterback, a guy that can certainly get Baltimore there. I think you look back at that draft and you just go, wow, so much talent. And I think when you look at this draft, you kind of say the same thing. I think it's a little bit less uh, just simply because we, there's a lot of unknowns, right? We don't know if J.J. McCarthy's going to go pro or not. We don't necessarily know how his game is going to translate to the NFL because I think he's kind of up and down with his decision-making. But again, it's, it's a great class at the top. Drake May, Caleb Williams, those are the headliners. Michael Penix Jr. out of Washington can really sling it. He's got great velocity with his throws. He's mobile. Health is the big concern there. He had some knee injuries early in his career. It'll be interesting to see how teams kind of, you know, gauge that and see what he can do as far as longevity. But there's potential for a first-round pick there. He might even walk away with the Heisman here in a, in a couple of months. So we'll kind of see how it all shakes out for him. But, yeah, I think at the top, it's, it's kind of those top three names, Penix, Williams, and May. And then kind of outside of that, you know, you get Jordan Travis into the mix and we can just go down that whole wormhole. But yeah, I think it's it's close, but a lot of it's going to depend on the success of players like May and Caleb Williams, specifically Caleb Williams. Hey, Russ, when you're watching the NFL, we saw a team last night that I think is going to fall under this category, teams that might look like they have their franchise quarterback, but might want to take a swing 
at a new franchise quarterback early in round one of next year's draft. The Bears being one of those teams. Other teams that you would add to that list, like maybe New England? Who else? Yeah, I would definitely add New England into that mix. I would throw the New York Giants into that mix. I know the Giants have a you know, a huge cap number with, with Daniel Jones. But again, that's only a three-year deal. They can kind of manage that and manage the expectations of that deal if they bring in a rookie quarterback and maybe you just kind of create that competition. And maybe you get the most out of Daniel Jones because of another quarterback in play. Um, but, you know, you get rid of that. You could potentially look at maybe Denver at eight. A lot of, a lot of speculation early in this year. People pulled up some stuff from Sean Payton when he was on the herd with, with Colin Coward on, on Fox Sports that he had made a, a statement back when uh, Caleb Williams first started going to USC that he was the type of generational talent that you trade multiple assets to go get because he's that franchise type of player. Some think maybe the Broncos are going to trade a bunch of assets to try to get in position to get up to one or two to potentially get Caleb Williams. We'll kind of see how that plays out, but they're sitting at seventh or eighth on the draft board. So I think you throw Denver into the mix, maybe even Green Bay if they have a top 10 pick. If somebody ends up falling into their lap, I'm not sold on Jordan Love. I never really was. I kind of am starting to believe that with how this season is going and how the Packers continuously are losing football games and offensively in the first half, they cannot get going. I just wonder, do they bite the bullet with Jordan Love another year or do they just go ahead and bring in some competition and maybe turn a new leaf? So I, I would throw the Packers in the mix too. Yeah, Russ, to kind of paint a picture for everybody here, and this is uh, what the reverse order would be. And again, we're only at week eight here. Ten, Washington. Nine, the Rams. Eight, Denver, as you mentioned. Seven, the Colts. Six, Green Bay. Five, New England. Four, the Giants. Three, Chicago. Two, Chicago with Carolina. And then you have Arizona, uh, with the only team with a one and seven record right now. I guess I'll start here with Arizona because the Cardinals did this a few years ago, realizing, you know, Rosen ain't the guy. Let's go get our guy, Kyler Murray. And, well, how do the Cardinals manage this situation? Because Murray might be coming back pretty soon. And the last thing, I, 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 if you're trying to build a franchise, the last thing you would want, I would think, would be to actually win games here if you're Arizona. Absolutely. And I think that's what it's going to boil down to. I think the expectation right now is that uh, Kyler Murray starts week nine or week 10. I think I read week 10. So if that's the expectation, they're going to go ahead and see what he can do during that time, whether it's, you know, he plays six or seven games down the stretch and he wins all of them, he splits them, whatever it might be. But I think ultimately what it boils down to is if he can't get the job done right now, then maybe they look at moving him. And you look at some of the teams like you mentioned behind. If if teams realize that Drake May or Michael Penix Jr. is not going to be available, let's just say hypothetically at 10 or 11 on the draft board, maybe a mover, a second or a third round pick to get Kyler Murray, and then Arizona can go ahead and lock in a quarterback at one, two, or three, depending on how the draft order goes, obviously. So I think that's really what's going to happen with Arizona. What does Kyler Murray do coming off the injury here uh, in, the, in the next couple of weeks? And can he win them some football games? Russ, it's great having you on with us here in the sports bar. Excited for you to go and enjoy tonight's game. We know how big of a deal that is for Detroit and for the Lions. And and hope you guys get the W tonight uh, over the Raiders just because we like you. Tell us a little bit about what you're doing there at Fantasy Pros and Betting Pros. Uh, your, your draft analyst work there that we've kind of become familiar with over the course of time. And, and let our audience know about the content you're pumping out and where we can get more of it. Yeah, you can get all of it on Fantasy Pros. Uh, tons of draft content as far as you know, prospects to watch every week or, or fan or uh, 
players that are going to rise up and down draft boards as far as mock draft risers and fallers. I got the mock draft coming out later this week, which will probably be pretty interesting, but also probably pretty standard to a lot of the mock drafts we're seeing. Uh, I got betting pro stuff as far as NFL and college. So if you like touchdown prop bets or maybe me over analyzing on an over under for a game, I got you covered there. It probably is not going to hit, but that's okay. It's worth the, the research on it. Um, but yeah, other than that, I mean, I got Lions stuff over at Lions Wire, and for everything else, it's at Russ NFL Draft on Twitter. All right, so Russ, where do you come down? Because tonight's going to look a little different. We love some hot uniform talk tonight. The Lions breaking out the new Honolulu blue helmets. Are you a fan of these? I, I would like them if they were with all white jerseys. I do not like them with the gray jerseys. I'm not a fan of the gray jerseys. I was a fan of the grays. When they came out, and then the more and more I look at them, they're just kind of like doom and gloom for me, I think. So, I don't know. I'll see. I've seen some pictures of them. It's cool. It's different. I'm glad we went different. But I felt like with the million options out there as far as uniform color combos and helmets, we could have went with something a little bit different, maybe something a little bit flashier, but it is what it is. Look good, play good, Russ. I mean, yeah. we saw what, what Tennessee looked like in the Oilers, Oilers get-ups. We, yeah. we saw Seattle looking sharp in their throwbacks yesterday. So we'll be uh, we'll be paying attention to not just how they play, but how they look tonight on Monday Night Football. <laughs> appreciate, exactly. the t- appreciate the time, buddy. Thanks, guys. I appreciate it. You got it. Russell Brown, get his stuff at Fantasy Pros, Betting Pros, uh, NFL Draft Analyst, joining us here in the Sports Bar. Yeah, I mean, if we just kind of don't have a horse in the race in the NFC. You'd like to see the Lions kind of win. Can you imagine I, a Lion Super Bowl? They could be the one seed. I'm not, I like, I'm, I'm throwing that out there legitimately. They could be the one seed. Well, what I'm reading about Jalen Hurts is that he's kind of playing through, and, and we heard this actually from uh, Tony Cotillo uh, in the 3 o'clock hour, that, mm-hmm. okay, he's playing Hurt. He's doing a good job playing Hurt, but if this continues to kind of take a toll here. And I know we don't want to, put any weight on Seattle being that they're in first place. Seattle beat the Lions. Wouldn't it be something if Seattle and the Lions were vying for the one seed in the NFC and it wasn't teams like the Eagles and the Niners like we thought from earlier this season and Seattle ends up getting the one seed because they've got the tiebreaker on the Lions? I'm not ready to say the Eagles are going to go down. I think the the 49ers, obviously, three straight losses. Okay, there's a problem there. They need to figure this out. They have two weeks to figure this out. Um. But it's going to make it interesting. Yeah, that's what we want, right? Mm-hmm. I don't the division, whatever. Give the Lions the division. But he brings up a good point. Unless they're going to be like the two seed, you're going to end up with a Dallas or a San Francisco or Seattle, and that's not a layup. Not 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 this year. No, no. Yes, and as I mentioned, Seattle beating Detroit at home earlier this season already. Um, but you got to feel for for Lion fans. I mean, like they are experiencing a euphoria with this team this year that uh, look, listen, we, we, he made the parallel to bills fans. I think we've been through it. We know what that feels like. And when you start to get something special going and that support, you feel it. The, you, the, the you, team feels it. You do, but at least old time bills fans like myself, you, you have something to kind of draw off of. Okay. Do you really draw off the Barry Sanders? Yes. You won the division in 93, but they went to an NFC championship game in the eighties. Was that Scott Mitchell at quarterback back then? Who it was, was. Scott Mitchell, the former Miami Dolphin. That's right. Love having Russ on. Nice little preview of uh, tonight's action, Monday Night Football between the Lions and the Raiders. 
And uh, I, I can't remember if I mentioned it to Russ or who I mentioned it to. I, I'll go ahead and take the, the seven points. I like the Lions minus mm. seven, and I like the Lions to get off to a uh, early lead. I, I like the uh, first half spread. I want to say I got the Lions at minus four and a half on FanDuel for the first half. Uh, we got happy hour on the way next in the sports bar. The Buffalo Bills made a move today. We'll tell you about that. Uh, we'll take your calls on the Good Smoke Barbecue and Pub Wingman line if you want to join us at 866-4FAN, 585-866-4326. Award-winning barbecue from Good Smoke Barbecue and Pub. The new location at 135 West Commercial Street in East Rochester, goodsmokebbq.com. A round of shots coming up as well. All on the way here on the Sports Leader, 95.7 FM and AM 950. It's a sports bar with Danger and Bataglia on the Fan Rochester. Odyssey has sports for every fan. Keep up with your favorite teams from across the country and get the inside scoop from experts. A-U-D-A-C-Y. Odyssey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.